Uh oh, hold up, gotta stop. Pause. That's why we do this. Not yet. End. All right. Let me. We'll get this and record it. Yeah. All right. One more music. Yet. All right, there we go. Let's try it again from the top. There we go. Glad y'all are having such a good time. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your men. It's your family. It's the boys, it's the guys of the tales of the 2% brought to you by the good folks over at Crooks Media. Remember, if you want to get your podcast started, info, email them at info at cruxmediagroupllc.com. You get them, they will get you to get your voice and your podcast heard. Again, that's the good folks over at Crux Media. They will help you from getting your podcast monetized to getting it started. Again, Crux Media, we are at the heart, we are at the apex of podcast it's your main man mr wilson what's going on Let me be back in place um so you know i can't do this by myself let's go ahead and get our guys on in the building first and foremost mr two cools for school himself antoine lewis what's going on boy good people how we doing man how we doing what's happening everybody there he is there he is ladies and gentlemen jonesboro middle school stand up next up in the building my man my boy my tap twin my tap brother newest department chair over at rex middle school donnie how are you sir What's up? What's up? There he is, ladies and gentlemen, making that department chair money. And last but certainly not least, of course, the dopest TDS to ever grace CCPS, man. Our guy, Mr. Najee Elte. Yeah, what up, E? What's up, man? It's just a good day with great weather. Man, it's just good. Hey, man, happy to be back in here with you, fellas, man. It's always a good time. Always a good time. Always a good time to be amongst the number, man. So, uh, yeah, here we are again, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, Tales of the 2%. To make sure to follow us at Mr. TOTP on Twitter at Tales of the 2% on Instagram. Join the conversation in our Facebook group at Tales of the 2% Podcast. If you want to be a part of the conversation, leave us a teacher's honest confessions. Email the show at TOTPpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail on the hotline at 470-765-8688. But as always, before we begin, man, school is now back in session. Uh, everybody has been back in for about a week and a half and uh before we get started i got i got to do this how do send my shots out this summer vacation it's been good and i want you to know i had a great time but i do miss you already it's only been a week and a half of testing. It's making my head hurt. Kids making my head hurt. Heck, even my coworkers making my head hurt. But um, we will press on. We will survive, and we will make it through. Why? Because we are the two percent. Uh, Antoine, testify real quick, brother. Summer, I'm gonna miss you, dog. All the good weather and all the barbecues. We gonna miss you, dog. I'll see you again some other time. But See now you again, so. Oh, gotta get that work. Gotta get that work. We miss you, Summer. We'll see you again in 170-something plus days. All right. All right. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. I needed that cleanse. I needed that cleanse, man. But, uh, yeah, with that being said, man, school is back in session. Uh, Donnie, 
What's popping in Mr. Williams' classroom for the 2022-2023 school year, sir? Oh, yeah, man. You know me. Uh, it's a new week for us, man. We're going over uh, introducing cell history, cell parts. So we're about to get our hands dirty. We're working on building uh, models of uh, cells using Jello. So I, oh, I got Jesus, my, my Lysol wipes and my mop, uh, my mop <laughs> bucket ready. Oh, God. Antoine, what's popping over Mr. Lewis's ELA class, brother? Hey, you know, we're trying to shake some of that um, summer uh, curve learning, you know, where a lot of people may have lost some things. So we're just doing some reviewing, uh, going over different things, sentence types, uh, spelling, capitalization, trying to make these kids uh, capitalize the I when it's by itself. Oh, <laughs> things like now. that, man. <laughs> Come on, now. you cannot. Yeah, type man. Like Can you use your little eye? I always tell these kids, we teach don't, everything. Don't write like right. you everything. Woo. Woo. Nice easy, man. It, uh, how we helping? How we helping? And what professional development are you teaching this year? Um, the professional development is pending. Um, I'm looking more toward towards uh, classroom management, nature needs. Uh, looking at tech for uh, uh, instructional technology. Um, but that that's forthcoming. But I'm just, you know, I'm in the process of learning my new role. So, you know, I, I get to kind of just sit back and just do a lot of observing at this point. So okay. mine has been so hectic, but it would be good to have a laptop because I ain't got one. Oh, we ain't going to. Let me call Dr. That's a human resources thing. Human resources, we love you. Keep sending them checks. As for me, what are we doing in Mr. Wilson's science class? We are diving into space this right. uh, week. Going into space, uh, starting to talk about Big Bang Theory and um, creation of the universe, galaxies, solar system, planets, and other type of stuff. I'm debating whether or not I want to do a lab this week, but I, I'm, I'm second guessing myself because we again we got map testing this week, and I'm not about to do nothing with this abbreviated schedule. Um, so just might be like a virtual lab week type of thing. Matter of fact, Donnie, I might do an ADI. That's exactly what I'm about to do this week. ADI. Go ahead. There it is. Problem solved. Thank you. Go correct my lesson plan I was supposed to turn in on Friday. <laughs> hey, man. So look, now for our first time listeners, man, like any good teachers, our episodes are set up like lesson plans. We have a warm up. We got our class announcements. We got a learning objective, a phenomenon, guiding question, academic discussion, data talk. So got the guided and independent practice and uh, swapped it with one of the favorite, as people are telling me, favorite segments, our teacher's lounge confessions. They level when we're 100% honest. Then we have our SEL moment. And finally, to get out the door. So um, enough of the formalities, fellas. Let's jump feet first into it. We got a new game for today. I am excited to play this one. This one is called is 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 called Who You Gonna Call? Now, with this being uh -oh. school year, we got you know we got certain situations, we got certain problems that come that we face every now and again, man. So I'm gonna throw a situation at you, man. And this, the the simple question is, who you gonna call? That's all I want to know. Let's go ahead and get that music queued up. You know I had to come with the beans on, Donnie. <laughs> Go so uh, I'm gonna throw this one out to you first, Mister E. You're running late for work Monday morning. Who you gonna call? Um, man, that's a good one. Uh, if I was working in the school building, I'm calling Dunny. 
I'm calling <laughs> China, uh, oh, yeah. Johnson because they already yeah. there already. Yeah. Uh, right now it's unique. So, you know, I'm talking to my, I'm calling my wife, man. I'm letting her know. What, what should I tell these people? I'm running, I'm running late. <laughs> Help me out. Antoine. I need you to say this. Antoine, you're running late tomorrow morning. Who you calling? Hey, if I'm running late, I'm calling nobody because I'm going to slide to my room and act like I was helping the janitor move some stuff down in the uh, storage area on the back hallway that don't yeah. nobody go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's hey, what it I, is. Was, I was back there helping. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what it is. Well, Donnie never runs late to work, but Donnie just nah. Donnie's a superhero. Like, <laughs> no, nah, don't go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they gave, they gave him like, the keys. Like the speed of his flash. He's always at work. <laughs> Donnie, <laughs> the the janitor's in the building in the morning. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Donnie, at the early. one chance, at the one chance you run late for work, who you call? I'm calling Sir Jeffrey Wilson because I overslept. <laughs> And I need him to share them ADI lesson plans so I have something to teach when I get to work. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm running late for work. You know who I'm calling? Let's hear I'm calling Uber Eats. That's exactly who I'm calling. <laughs> yes, sir. DCPS messed around. And met, they, they, I, I might be snitching on myself, but they did the wrong thing. I learned how to clock in from my phone. Oh, you a bad man. Chico. I'll be in the parking lot chilling. But our next question before I get an a, a email from somebody who's listening. Next question. Antoine, Let's the go. vending machine takes your change. Who are you going to call? Man, you know what? If that happens, I got a lady on my hallway. Shout out to Miss Stringer Johnson. She got all the snacks. If the vending machine takes my money, I'm going to her room and I'm going shopping again. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. I don't even I don't even want the dollar fifty back. I, I'm just gonna get it another way. <laughs> yep. Shout out to the snack teacher. Najee. Najee. Now you work over there in 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 the in the, in the building at True Cafe. They ain't got too many vending yeah. machines over there, bro. But the one you take, you go and use. It takes your money. Who you calling? Look, honestly, this is a unique situation. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, I, I'm not gonna call anybody. I'm, I'm gonna close that door, man. You're just gonna hear a lot of shaking of a machine going back. And forth. <laughs> it took my dollar fifty, but I walked away with two hundred dollars worth of snacks. Yeah, 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 I've done, I've done. That. I know, I know exactly which vending machine you talk about too. Donnie, your sugar's running low. It just took your money out the vending machine. Who you gonna call? I'm calling my teammate, Miss O, because uh, just like uh, uh, Lewis, I got a teammate that stays with snacks as well. So she got my back. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the vending machine ever take my change, I'm calling SRO because it's about to be a robbery in that place. Yeah. I'm taking everything. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Anton, you said Stringer Johnson worked at your building? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stringer Johnson, she with me, man. Next, next Next time you see Stringer Johnson, tell her Mr. Wilson from Point South Middle School said what's up. She knows that. I got you. Okay. I got you, brother. Next one up. Let's get what let's get one more in here, man. So this is probably the 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 one a fight breaks out in your room. Donnie, who you gonna call? Oh man. After I break it up and I'm probably carrying one under my arm, I'm calling admin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, that's 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 the, that's the correct answer, Donnie. I want you to know yeah. that. The hand claps. Yeah. I gave the company answer. Uh, I'm, Naj- I'm walking out with one of them under my arm. Najee, you get to a school to see one of your tap people, and a fight breaks out in their room. Who you calling? Oh man, this is a unique situation. Um, <laughs> because I'm I'm used to it happening in my classroom, so I usually don't have to call anybody. Uh, but I I probably call uh, Mr. Johnson, man. Um, if I wasn't if I was in my old school, but now I'm probably calling yeah. the janitor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just hey, look, close my door, man, because it's about to be a show in here. That's <laughs> why. That's why. Fight breaks out, Mr. Lewis's class. Who you call? Hey, man, I got a teacher who's a, a former army vet. She be handling business, man. Shout out to Miss McCoy. I'm calling Miss McCoy because she breaking heads <laughs> apart and together. You hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out to you, Miss McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm calling Miss McCoy. Okay, a fight breaks out in my room. First person I'm calling is Jesus, because Lord, give me strength, give me patience, and please, please keep the kids away from me. Second person I'm calling, I ain't even going to call admin. I'm calling mama. I go straight to mama, because don't nothing stop a fight like a mama with a strong backhand. That's right. I'm calling your mama. That's what it is. That's it. And then maybe I'll call admin. Heck. I might call Don King, get some tickets sold for the next one. You know they ain't gonna stop. <laughs> hey man, but that is that's our warm up for today, man. And again, guys, these warm ups you can play in your class with your classmates, with your coworkers, and all that type of stuff. Just a couple icebreakers to get things started. You know, start things off with a laugh, man. But uh, other than that, Don, go ahead and give us our announcements for today. As we are now into the first few weeks of school, it is important to remember that CCPS has extended learning beyond the classroom or ELBC days planned into the school calendar. For the students of CCPS, their first ELBC day is on August 26, 2022. During this time, students are expected to not to report to the building. They will remain at home and complete virtual and online assignments. All faculty and staff will still have to report to their respective schools or district PD locations if scheduled. <sighs> Dear God, I was so expecting to do an EOBC day at home this year. Psych. Psych. <laughs> hey, man, Don, give us our learning objective and our phenomenon, my dear man. To explore, understand, and better explain how the expected and unexpected role of the 2% in and outside of school. Right, there it is, man. And our phenomenon is the expected and unexpected roles placed on black male teachers, man. And this was such a good one. Uh, this is brought to us by our good guy, Najee el Yeah. So we're going to let Najee take over the academic discussion for today, man. E, the floor is yours, brother. All right. So, fellas, um, that was a really great garden question. A black man, a black male teacher is expected to handle the unexpected in schools. So I want to talk to you all. I'm going to ask each one of you all this question. Why are black male educators a catch? So I want to start with you, uh, Mr. Too Cool for School, Antoine. Right. Um, you know what? I think black men are definitely a catch is because of the power that we hold outside of education. If you think about a real structured and valued home system, it starts with a good structured father, um, a good structured husband, uh, someone that the family can depend on to lead and guide and make sure everybody is 
you know, uh, taking care of their task in the home and things of that nature. So I think a lot of the times many other people in the school building looks for the black man to carry those same type of responsibilities inside the building as well. That's a really good point. Thank you for sharing, uh, Antoine. Donnie, why are black men a catch in the school system? Um, one word, authenticity. Mm. Um, mm. Elaborate. Um, we're a catch because one, not only are we rare, we're at a day and age where our, our kids are more diverse than the profession. So, you know, every time I walk into a classroom, I'm not just bringing the knowledge with me. I'm bringing my personal experiences. I'm bringing the culture with me. Uh, I'm bringing my background with me. You know, all these perspectives that I can share with my students who look like me, who, who share similar backgrounds and cultural experiences as I do. And, you know, you, we're fighting not just to give them knowledge, but also to make those cultural connections as well so authenticity authenticity so um we got structure we got authenticity jeff why I'm a, are black male educators i'm gonna flip this one a little bit on its head then it just kind of came to me so black men are considered a catch because of unfortunately what is viewed as a threat in many of the school systems and in the many places nowadays and that's black boys, unfortunately. So getting a black man in the school is almost saying like now I've got something to either deter or to catch the attention of the black boys that I can't control in my school. So that's why I think it's such a, a such a profound moment or such a thing that many schools want to have. They want these black men so they can get these untamed or uncontrollable black boys and kind of usher them into the same room, usher them in the presence of each other and pray for a positive outcome. Man, those are some really, really good points, fellas. Um, and I would say that black men are catching education because, A, to go back to our um, our guiding question, um, where it's unexpected to see a black man educated. Oh, yeah. It's unexpected oh, yeah. to see you know, a black man not from the hood or on drugs, right? Uh, or a drug dealer, it's unexpected um, because with all the societal disadvantages against a black man, and you got this educated black man and yeah, he's gonna be a catch because he's not the norm of what was told to us that a black man is or a black man should be like. When we get right, into the right. educational system, it's like, man, I. I got me, I hooked him. I'm able to get this man. I'm having something that other, other you know, uh, organizations are not able to really catch is the black man because we are yeah. a catch. So I want to kind of shift the conversation a little bit. And I want to talk about how uh, we are catching schools. So what makes a black man unique in education? And what do you bring to the table that other people don't? I want to start with you on this one, Donnie. What makes you unique in education and what do you bring to the table that other people don't man man that is a heavy question <laughs> take time take take time <sighs> you know what um even though two percent is a really small number when you think about it out of all the different uh educators that are in the world you know there's only one me 
you know, there's only one story that I have to share with my students. And that's what makes me unique. You know, when I was a first year teacher, um, I remember, you know, you were one of my mentors, you still are. And you told me that it's all about the rapport, you know, it's all about the connection. And you told me one of the best things that I can ever do as a man was learn to have moments where I could be vulnerable with my students as far as like taking time out to put the book away and just talk to them about life, you know, my shared experiences. So, you know, um, there are other black male educators out there. I'm one of the other black male educators out there and that aspect, I'm not unique, but what makes me unique, what I have to bring to the table is my story and my journey because nobody's worn my shoes but me. And I feel like at the end of the day, you know, my students appreciate uh, what I have to say, like my journey, you know, if I can show them that, you know, hey, I didn't, I wasn't always this person or whatever persona you perceive of me, you know, I, I tell them, you know, hey, I was a, I was a senior in high school once I was failing uh, math and science, you know, they had to pull me to the office and tell me that I was at risk of not graduating because I wasn't focused, mm-hmm. not because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. but because I wasn't apply, applying myself, you know? So, you know, just one of those many conversations about my personal experiences make me unique, give me something different to add to this table because nobody can tell my story for me. I wouldn't let you even if you could. It's my yeah. story. It's my that's story right. to yeah, tell, you right. know what I'm saying? So yeah, That's real. Right, that's right, man. That, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad you went in and you started talking about that story piece, man, because that's important. We all must uh, tell our story. So, you know, moving forward, I just want to do the popcorn strategy. So you feel you feel it in your spirit to jump in and, and talk about this uh, the topic. Go ahead and jump in, fellas. So, um, but Antoine, go ahead. You know what? What makes me different? Well, let me talk about what makes me the same with, with my students is uh, I'm, I'm a product of Clayton County. You know, yeah. I grew up in this county. Um, so my my dedication and my commitment to these students is a little bit be- bigger than the average person. You know, I remember hanging out and I remember, you know, kicking it around these areas. And I even run into a lot of people I know. I teach their kids now. And so I'm very invested in, in, in not just making sure your child does good in academics. Like I'm really invested in seeing these kids be greater and better than what they are when they first met me at the beginning of the school year. And the last thing is, you know, I I just started using this affirmation every day I wake up. I tell myself I'm the best teacher in the world. Can't nobody do what I do. Nobody's going to say what I say and nobody can can make the impact that I make. And I say this to 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 plant even more of a uh, just encouragement in myself to just be great every day. Yeah, man, that's that's, stuff, that's dope, yeah. yo. For me, um, I think black men are a catch in the school because of the clientele. Um, the clientele that's inside the classroom now um, is mainly students of color, is mainly male students. And then, of course, like you guys said earlier, the rarity of an educated black man, I hate that it's such a rare thing, but to see it, makes you want it in your presence makes you want it in your school building it makes you want it uh, makes you want to have that rub off on somebody else so i think that's why black men are such a, a catch because we're like like unicorns i mean i hate to compare to unicorns but we're like unicorns bro we're like rarely seen everybody wants everybody wants to see one everybody wants to touch one they love them 
but they just don't know how to get them. So I think that's why we're a catch. Mm-hmm. In reference of me and what I bring to education in my classroom, I I'm the type of type I'm the type of teacher. I tell my students all the time, flat out. I know y'all don't like science. None of you like. There's maybe one or two of you like science, but my goal is to make this your favorite class by the end of the month, by the end of the school year, and I want to make it so engaging and exciting to learn that you almost forget that you're learning that you're having so much fun in class that you're being so entertained by these facts and this data that when you get out of here you're like oh snap i learned this and i enjoy doing it and that's 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 really what i hang my hat on man i too i'm also not i'm the type of teacher i go there with you don't don't try me you talk about me i'm gonna talk about you too (laughs) They say something about my mama. I'm taking it there. I'm, I'm that kind of teacher. I'm that yeah. kind of teacher. I'm not afraid. Yeah, you got to show the kids your human side, man. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, they just think you're a robot. Like, you know, you know how yeah. we were growing yeah. up. Um, I would say well, um, what I bring to the table um, that other people don't, uh, I'm, a, I'm a great storyteller. Um, I love to tell stories in my in, in my class period. Sometimes I'll stop a lesson and just start telling them a story of something that happened, you know, in my neighborhood when I was growing up or, you know, something from my cultural background of me being Ethiopian. Just just being able to kind of connect with them in so many different ways. I think that makes me unique and what separates me uh, from a lot of teachers uh, in the school building. Um, and it, But now I want to kind of transition again. I want to talk about another form of, of how black men educators are catching education. And I wanna talk about how the school system is predominantly operated by women. So why do you think most women leaders seek to hire more black men in their school? Oh, cause they know. And I'm gonna <laughs> just put as blunt as it is, they know. Everybody knows the power and authority that comes with manhood. Even if the man himself doesn't know, they know what can happen just by having a man on the hall or having a man in the classroom. So I think they, they look for that because, you know, 10 times out of 10, almost they're, they're a higher black male teacher, throw him in the classroom. Don't really give him no, you know, tour of the school, no things like that. They're just like, I, I just need you to be here. That's what it is. The power of presence. We've talked uh, about that the entire time. The power of presence time. is big is real big and i think that's why we're such a catch in addition to the power of presence um man let me tell you something and 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 i think we touched on it but i'll go back to it man it is nothing more feared than an educated black man preach america fears a black man who is educated and not afraid Mm. to showcase their power through education so when you're educated and when you are are sure of yourself and you and you show up with not an arrogance but a dominant behavior that hey i'm here to make change man women they gravitate towards that mm-hmm. and when you the black right. man man right. you know what Everybody time gravitates is. towards that kids gravitate towards that the right. parents gravitate towards that because they want that like i got kids first we can first we can have a school it's kids that i don't even know who know me Exactly. Like, hey, Mr. Wilson, how are you doing? <laughs> they talking to you. They see yep. you. They and they probably yeah. amazed that it's this black man on the hallway. 
I got to yeah. talk to him first because I, I know yeah. Mr. Wilson. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never seen you a day in my life. I could pick you out of a lineup, but you know me. So I got to, I got to, that, that presence. And I'm not trying to say my presence is the ish, but like when you understand who you are and the power that you have, even as an educator, that once that light goes on, it can just invoke so much change. Yeah. And I, you know, when I think about the household, when, when the male is in the household, you know how your kids run to you or you're the go-to person, you know, for your wife. And they like, hey, look, this happened. I need you to take care of it. It just automatically, when it comes to us, we're supposed to take care of it. And like in my last question, I talked about uh, me being a storyteller. So I want to tell this quick story. I remember, you know, being hired as a teacher. And I was between like four or five schools that I wanted to work for, um, middle schools in Clayton County. And I went to the job fair. And as I was walking, and I could tell this school, I was walking over to the Sequoia table because my friend was a, the counselor at Sequoia. And he was going to get me on as a teacher. And I was walking to the Sequoia table. And the principal at Rex Mill ran, grabbed my hand, walked. She said, oh, you're coming to Rex Mill. Put the pencil in my hand and had me sign that. That document state and i was just like okay i could feel my homeboy staring at me and i was like i guess i'm coming to rick's meal but wow. then that just told me that man that i'm needed and then that's what she reiterated i need you i need you in my building and i thought about that i was like man that makes a man a catch like when you see the men in there all all the leaders are going after i need you in my building yeah we can groom yeah, man, you look, yo, get you to who you need I, to be i showed up at my first interview in a suit because that's just what i told i was i was taught you show up to interview in a suit right the principal before the interview even started the principal told me i got the job i didn't even need to do the interview the interview was just for formalities yeah. like you got the job and that's and that's I, that's what i guess that means to be a cat that's like that presence of having a black man is so important and so vital in education today hmm. done and you got you want to chime in oh yeah um to <clears throat> piggyback first on what um you all said earlier about being an educated uh black man you know i just want to highlight how one of our earlier shows you know i didn't even know that one we were so black men was in regards to other categories were was such a significantly lower number in education period not as far as being teachers but just having some college experience, you know, having, yeah. you know, collegiate degrees, I did not know that we were so far behind. So, I mean, that does uh, play a huge role in um, student perceptions of us and presence and black men in the building and us being needed because to a degree we need to be, it's a necessity that we be uh, a face on the front lines, you know, it, it does regardless of the position. If I'm a coach, uh, teacher, academic coach, or administrator, you know, that face is needed because, you know, I told you all once before, you know, data shows that I think only 40 something percent of African American children live in a household where the father is there. So mm -hmm. for that 40 something percent, it's our face that they're going to see you know, our presence that they're first going to see when they walk into that building. So it's a, it's a necessity for, you know, for our face to be there, for our presence to be made known. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, in the aspect of like, you know, I'm the adult, you're the student, do what I say. 
you know, it, it, it's it's a myriad of ways, you know, making your presence known, you know, those conversations that you have in between. Heck, when you're doing your small group, you know, you're, you know, here's this male figure taking time out of the lesson to sit down with me one-on-one to make sure that I'm getting this, you know, making sure that I can pronounce these words correctly, you know, making sure that I'm making it to class on time or make, you know, asking that I get a good night's, you know, rest, you know, all of those are small seeds that are being planted and they're going to think back and know that a black man was there and a black man did that. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point, Don. And one thing I keep hearing is presence. Um, I heard it from each and um, every one of you all. And, and Dunny, uh, you said something about culture early on, why mm-hmm. Black men could be a catch. Um, and as I think about school, we got to think about school culture. So how do Black men's presence bring about safety and comfort in education? Now I'll toss that out to you, Dunny. I'll, start, I'll go back to you, Dunny. Um, safety and... Uh, Honestly, man, and I'm thinking about a a student that I have now. Um, I have this one young lady that's in my uh, classroom, you know, during open house. I remember, you know, you you know, you know, the whole shebang during open house, you're shaking a million hands, you're 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 conversating with so many people. I remember it was this um, black mother that walked up to me and she kind of pulled me to the side and was like, hey. You know, I just wanted to introduce you to my daughter, so-and-so. I want to let you know that um, if you could um, work with her a little bit, you know, she has some insecurities about her reading. She's not a strong reader. From then on, knowing that it's, you know, the culture is that a lot of, I'm bringing that culture with me because besides the fact that she's, uh, African-American student, I'm African-American, just period coming. I, I know the numbers. A lot of our students struggle academically and struggle with being behind on grade level reading. You know, I remember my baby niece having to get tutoring, you know, and having to um, do summertime uh, tutoring courses to help her get caught up with her reading and having to help my nephew with his. So I'm, I'm already bringing that with me into the classroom in addition to the mother trusting me to work with her mm-hmm. and how it ties in with the environment is because from then on, it's my job. Well, it's always my job to make sure that I foster a positive learning environment um, with that student. Mm-hmm. You know, we may never know how, you know, how far she may come in this school year. I may be able to get it to a point where she's comfortable with raising her hand and want to volunteer to read. But from then on, that's my job. That's my responsibility because I know, you know, I, I'm automatically uh, binded to the situation, bound to the situation because um, as I'm not just looking at her as a student, but, you know, as a people, you know, helping to further our black students and, and, and help them be more comfortable with numbers, helping them become more comfortable with, with reading and literacy and then being a teacher creating the most positive learning space I can for this student. Yeah. Really good points. Uh, Antoine. Hey, you know what? When I hear the word safety, the average person would probably think of, you know, protecting them and keeping them safe from any harm or that's coming in. But when I hear the word safety, it means me allowing the student to be who they are and Mm -hmm. to be safe in their own skin. And 
you know, even I'm gonna be real with y'all, man. I'm still learning and growing and evolving as a man. And the more I evolve and understand who I am and how valuable my words are to these kids, man, I just realized that their safety, which means how comfortable how comfortable these students are with trusting me with their secrets or relying on me to teach them day to day. It depends on how safe they feel in my presence. Mm -hmm. So I try to make sure that I, I relate to them. I ask them how they're doing. You know, I, I get to know them. I build that rapport. And when you build rapport, you can lead way more uh, sheep to the water than yeah. if you don't have yeah. any. Wow. That's good. That, remind, that reminds me of um, a story my, uh, myself and Najee from Open House this year. I um I had, you know, like Donnie said, you shaking a thousand one hands, a thousand one hands. I actually had a dad grab me by the hand and pull me to the side. And he was like, you see her? That's my baby. That's my, that's my girl. You know, you know how dads are. Uh, girl dads are. That's my baby girl. That's my precious girl. This is She's new to this school. She's new to this. She's new to that. She's new to that. She was like, he said, if I have to, I will be at this school. He said, I need you to keep my daughter safe. He's like, I don't, he's like, I know you got wow. other students and all that type of stuff. He said, but that one right there, he said, I need her to be safe. And then in that moment, I know what he was referring to, unfortunately, with all the mass shootings, with all the school violence and all this other type of stuff. And I, I know that's a lot of worry for parents nowadays is, is their baby going to make it home safe? And with everything in me, I looked at him, bro. And I, I don't know what look I had on my face, but I just gave him that most assured look I had. I said, bro, I got you. Treat her like she's one of my own. She will get home safe to you and she will be all right. And he was like, that's all I needed to hear. So I think that is very important for black men in the school building. We're not asking, they're not asking anybody to be Rambo, G.I. Joe, you know, Action Jackson, anything like that. But understand, again, going back to what we said, that you being there can stop a lot of things from happening. And then that takes me to, what was I going to say? A big rule in my class is respect. I tell kids respect is my golden rule. And why I try to drive home respect so much is because if you can be respectful in the classroom, if you can be respectful in the hallways, what it creates is a safe space and a safe zone. Everybody wants a safe space and a safe zone to feel comfortable enough to share an answer out loud and know that if they get it wrong, they're not getting laughed at. Or to share something out loud and know that if they say it, the teacher hears them and is going to acknowledge them. So that's that's just my views on safety in the school for the year. Yeah, and, and you know th those are really good points that you all brought up um, because when you when when the kids or the school is safe, then it brings a certain a certain amount of comfort amongst everybody. And I want to tell a story as well too, um, Jeff, with open house. I could just remember you know during open house you're shaking parents hands you just well you know introducing yourself and i i remember this like it was yesterday um this parent was like oh okay you're his teacher you're going to be his math and science teacher shook my hand and as they was walking away i can hear the excitement she was like oh he got a male teacher he's gonna be good he's gonna yeah. be good i know yeah. he's gonna be good and i was like yeah. wow like how do you know you don't even know me but she knows that he had a male teacher and I was black and she was like, you know, he my son will be able to connect with him, which I still communicate with her son to today. He's in high school. And wow. there was another instance when I was absent and we had a substitute teacher 
And when I came back the next day, my kids hugging on me. And I was like, y'all, y'all didn't feel safe. Y'all wasn't good when I wasn't. It was like, oh, I feel better when you're here. Everything just seems better. I, you know, nobody messing with them. Nobody's picking on them. So it's just something about, you know, when we're in the building. And although you probably don't know that another kid is looking at you, you always have eyes on you. Just by That's always. why it's important for us to move a certain way. So, But do anybody got any final thoughts before we? Move out of the academic discussion on why yeah, black men are a catch. Uh, um, final thought, man. Fellas, understand your pre- the power in your presence. I love it. Hey, make sure that as a black man, not, don't just be the catch, be the glove. Ooh. Oh, son. Don't just be the catch, be the glove too, man. Bruh. You got whatever you throwing out. Make sure that that's something that everybody is willing to receive. You got to be that glove as well as the catch. I'm, wow. I'm going to go back in editing, and I'm about to put all kinds <laughs> of bombs in a long, 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 long <laughs> I feel that glove if you want to be the catch, That's real. Hey, man, Naj, we appreciate you taking charge for the academic discussion today, man. Great, great Sir. stuff, brothers. Great, great conversation as always, man. Before we jump into our data dig, and Najee, don't worry, I'm gonna do the data dig today. You ain't gotta read no more. Before we jump into our data dig, <laughs> read, read no really? Before we jump into our data dig, Antoine, take us to the teacher's lounge, brother. Let's see the teacher's lounge, the teacher's lounge, where car keys are often found in the teacher's <laughs> lounge. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. All right, here we go, guys. My students will always find a way to get my attention. So check this out. We got a letter from somebody and it goes like this. My sixth grade class would not leave me alone for a second. It was a constant stream of Miss Osborne, Miss Osborne, Miss Osborne. Fed up, I firmly said, do you think we could go just for five minutes without anyone saying Miss Osborne? (laughs) The classroom got quiet. Then from the back, a soft voice said, um, Cindy. (laughs) So it's obviously they just switched up the name. They didn't even call her by her last name. We're going to go with the first name. (laughs) So, hey, 2%, fellas, let's get to it. Give us one of your WTF or your shaking my head moments that have happened from the first few weeks of school. Any crazy thing that has happened. Um, Jeff, I'm gonna with you, big dog. Hey, man, I, I don't know if I'm the crazy in the school or crazy just attracted to me, but it's been a couple things that have happened. So, um, it's my job to patrol the halls and kind of get kids out the bathroom, make sure they're not in there fighting, make sure they're not in there playing and things like that, right? So, um, it's first day of school now, first day of school, sixth graders are learning the schedule and things like that. I accidentally locked this girl in the girl's bathroom for all the first period. <laughs> oh man. I felt so bad. The principal was walking by and she could hear it. She heard the door rattling. She's like, is somebody in there? And she unlocked the door. And I was and I just happened to come out in the hall. Like, oh <laughs> so so sorry. I tell you what though, them girls know not to 
play in the bathroom. Though. I can tell you that much. Mr. Wilson come around the corner. He about to knock the door. He about to knock the door. Man, I bet. I bet she didn't ask to go for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Man, for me, I say, uh, I'll say it was a uh, shaking my head moment. Um, okay. Man, I went into uh, a school. I'm not gonna say the school uh, live, but I went to a school this week, and I went to observe a teacher. And um, I told you all that a lot. I got a lot of my students in high school, so yeah. I went into this school, and all of my students so happily was in that class, or most of them. And when they oh. saw me, and they, you know, I'm observing the teacher, and you know, her classroom management just went left because all of her students got up and they shaking my <laughs> hand and having me up and jumping. I'm like shaking my head. Oh. You know what I'm saying? This is, I can't, I can't get a proper observation now. I gotta leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. My cup was blown. I know. <laughs> it, was, it was a walk through. That's all it was. It's a walk through. Focus walk. Mr. E, we doing we doing the doubt the whole I'm like oh. <laughs> I'll see you next week. He don't put the clipboard down. He ain't got no laptop anyway. He don't put the pen down. He in the back of the class talking <laughs> on the phone, just disrupting folks. Donnie, what you got, brother? Oh. Shaking my head moment or a WTF? Which one? Ooh, man. So you know, the first week of school, you know, everybody's working the kinks out as far as like schedules trying to figure out who's in what class and whatnot mm -hmm. so it's the first week of school and unfortunately i had to do both face-to-face -face and virtual so i had a virtual yeah. roster too i've got like 30 some kids virtually the same time i got 20 something kids face-to-face -face in my second period so I thought we worked out all the kinks. I'm like, you know, I, I told this one kid that was virtual, like, hey, you know, you're not in my class. You know, you report to so-and-so for, for science virtually. They were like, okay, all right, fine, fine, fine. So I'm I'm be honest with you. I was not the best online teacher juggling face-to-face -face and virtual. So, you know, a lot of times once I opened up the Zoom and started doing my thing, whoever, whoever in was in. So come to find out, Without me knowing, the kids stayed in my class the entire semester. And I just so happened to be having small talk at the end of the quarter with this other teacher. Like, yeah, I got this one kid. He never came to class this semester, man. He flunked out. I'm like, oh, okay. You said his name was... I got oh, so I went... <laughs> so he went the entire semester... I'm uploading work in a canvas and he's not getting any of it because he's not, you know, he's not in my class. So he, so you kidnapping kids. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. I'm trying to dress it up. <laughs> he was here a minute ago. No, you kidnapping kids. <laughs> hey man, Antoine, I'm going to tell you my got, I know you got one Antoine. I know you got one. Oh yeah. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. You know, uh, Clint County got this mass mandate for the teachers. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm just going to be real, you know, amongst the, the, the 2%. I seen some of these women, teachers without that mask. Put that mask oh, back on. <laughs> put what? your mask on. Matter of fact, put a pillowcase over there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. No way you should be in public without no type of face covering. Oh, my God. What the F? Oh, 
Antoine went there with it. That's what I'm talking about. I keep seeing, oh, they're going to be, the network's going to be keep calling. They mask on, man. The mask oh, yeah. on. Put a pillowcase on. She need to cover her face and her eyes. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Long story short, man, wear your mask. Cover keep your eyes. mask on. <laughs> hey, let's go do it, man, for Teacher's Lounge Confessions. That's right. That's right. Hey, man, Anthony, I appreciate you, brother, for taking us there, ladies and gents. Also, remember, 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 the Teacher's Lounge Confessions is brought to you by the good folks over at Unfiltered. Uh, fall is coming, baby. You know it's still hot out here right now, but make sure you join the Unfiltered mailing list by visiting unfilteredforever.com. Sign up for the mailing list to be added and get the exclusive offers before they drop anywhere else. Don't forget to use the promo code EGI or TAILS at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. And remember, unfiltered, there is a science to being you. Now, Najee did our academic discussion, so I'm stepping in for the data dig real quick, man. So I got an interesting piece of data I want to read for you guys, man. So uh, as Najee would say, it's data time. All right, man. In an article titled White Men Have the Edge in School Principal in the School Principal Pipeline, you can find these numbers. Educators who run US schools aren't a diverse aren't a diverse group. Almost 80% of the nation's 90,000 principals are white. Only 11% are black and 9% are Latino, according to federal data. Black principal candidates were 18% less likely to be promoted to principal than equally qualified whites. The study tracked a group of about 4,700 assistant principals who constitute the main recruiting ground for principals from 2001 to 2017 in Texas. All of them had master's degrees and state certificates that qualified them to be principals. 2,000 of these assistant principals were promoted to be to principal, but just over 240 or only 35% of the 690 black candidates were actually promoted. 65% of black candidates in the pool were not promoted. The chances of getting promoted were much higher for the 2,800 white candidates. 45% of them became principals. The 18% disadvantage for black candidates was calculated after controlling for education, years of experience, type of school that they were in, elementary, middle, or high, and location of the school. Not only was the black rate of promotion lower, but black candidates who were promoted also had to wait longer to become principals. White assistant principals were promoted after an average of 4.67 years in the job. The average time for black assistant principals who were promoted was 5.27 years, seven months longer. As uh, Sarah Guthrie said, diversity does not exist in the leadership pipeline. So I'm kicking this out there to the 2%. What do you feel is the real reason why black men are not allowed or have to wait so long for some for promotions or some type of notoriety in education? And E, you are you you are a little bit up there in the leadership roles and all that type of stuff. So why do you think black men have to wait so long for a promotion or some type of notoriety? Um, because first and foremost, we 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 are minority in education. Um. Mm -hmm. We're, we're one of the smallest groups, so it's, it's easy to overlook us um, we're uh, looking and applying for these different roles. And then that educational piece, as we spoke a few weeks ago about, um, you know, the statistics as to black men and um, higher education. 
So um, we're coming in with bachelor's degrees. So in order to get into certain leadership roles within the district, uh, you, you have to go for that master's degree. Just sitting on a bachelor's degree is just not enough in this day and age. Um, and, and I want to share this quote because I heard it a while back and it just it, it stuck with me. It says, you don't get taller by lowering the ruler. You grow Ooh. by stretching yourself. Ooh, so, come on, boy. I got to go back in and drop more bombs yeah, when I'm editing yeah. stuff. That, that I like that yeah. one there. Yeah, I like that and, one, man. Yours. And you just got to stretch yourself. Um, being a black man in education, we just have to work twice as hard. We have to get on the uh, on the uh, the spotlight. Um, we have to put ourselves out there more than um, some of our counterparts, women, white, Latinos. Um, but once we make ourselves known and, and our work is able to be seen, um, then we begin to to grow. And uh, but again, it's a predominantly uh education is predominantly operated by women uh white women uh white men we're, we're the lowest class we're the two percent right and, and we hold our heads up high with the two percent but in order for us to grow we got to stretch ourselves even more so that we can be in those leadership roles because schools are yearning for us our kids are needing us in these leadership roles the educational system need us because Man. we bring about a certain structure but again we won't grow taller by lowering the ruler. We're going to grow taller by stretching ourselves. Yeah, yeah, big stuff, big stuff. Uh, yo, for me, I'm going to jump on in there, man. I really think it's, it's it's a couple of different things. And the main thing I really feel like it is, is that as black male educators, we get so used to the daily grind. We get so used to the daily routine that we for not so much we forget, but we're so used to being on the wheel that we don't think of what could happen if we get off of this wheel or if we step out of this routine or if we even change the direction of what we're going. Like we're so used to, okay, I got to come in. I got to teach these classes. I got this many kids. I got to go football practice. I got to do this, that, and the third, that before we know it, five, 10 years don't pass in education. And it's, it's, I think it's so easy for us because we talked about this a couple episodes again because we're so used to working and the men in front of us taught us how to work. So in our eyes, we're doing enough to bring about change. We're doing our part because that's what we're used to doing. And like he said, we got to get those higher degrees. I mean, I, I hate to admit I, it sucks that I'm the only one right here without a master's degree, but I'm working on that working on my certifications and all that. So I'm going to get that together. But you got to stretch yourself and you got to see what it's like off of the wheel. Not saying that, you know, if you're not ready to step outside the classroom, don't step outside the classroom. But if you have that vision, if you have that dream, if you have that inkling to feel like you're destined for more, as my mom and a couple other people used to tell me, man, dreams are given to you for a reason. It's up to you to work to work to bring them into fruition. Mm -hmm. um, jump in there, Antoine. Hey, no, nah, you know what? I also think there's a level of complacency as yeah. well when it yeah. comes to uh, black men and moving up the totem pole and trying to climb to that next level. You know, I got a few friends that talk to me and they, you know, Donnie being included, he's one of the, since we've always been buddies, man, he always said, hey, Principal Lewis. He always he don't even know what he really doing to me when he always addresses me yeah. at a higher yeah. level than what I'm currently on. And sometimes, you know how when you better than something, but you try to run from it. But you realize if not, if not you, then who? 
Preach, bro. If not you, then who? It, it, I'm a bet on me all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the yeah. point I'm making with this is if we want to climb the totem pole, I believe the opportunity is there, but we have to start coming in in larger numbers and going up that totem pole because the, the road is already paved. We just got to drive down the avenue. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. Hey, man. And understand, ain't nothing going to be given to you, man. Sometimes you got to go out there and snatch it, bro. Snatch it, like, take it from them. That's right. (laughs) Right. What you got, Don? Oh, yeah. So, actually, what I have to say is a question because I'm I'm not really in the leadership roles. So, I mean, it's really more so of a question. So, I know there – my understanding is that there's a huge lack of diversity and leadership for uh, minorities, just like there's a strong um, deficit in um, minority teachers, specifically black male educators. Mm -hmm. My question is, and if you all know the answer, please feel free to answer because um, I don't know. So what kind of programs, you know, that are out there to help promote and kind of like guide black educators that are looking to make that transition, you know, like E and like other people, we know, from the classroom to school, uh, to being school leaders, because, you know, a lot of, you know, even us as, as a people, you know, we definitely had to place ourselves, we were definitely in scenarios and situations where we had to apply ourselves harder just to get ourselves out there. But also on the other, you know, side of the, um, topic, you know, we also did receive some help too. Like for example, the uh Freedmen's Aid Society, you know, think back after the Civil War, you know, we were we were fresh 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 off the plantation and we wanted a op- we wanted a we just needed a chance. Right. Yeah. We just needed a chance to get our foot in the door. You know, that's when they dispatched, you know, those people and set up those institutions and um uh high schools and colleges to educate us and kind of help, you know, funnel us through to kind of help us get our foot in the door. I'm kind of thinking like, I'm asking, is there anything out there for, I guess what you're saying, Donnie is, um, okay. I would encourage any teacher that's listening to this right now, any black man, you have to talk to your administration. Mm -hmm. You have to go to them. The same question, Donnie, that you're asking should be directed to your, 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 your building principal. Mm -hmm. Your building principal should be having all these types of answers for you. Agreed. And they should be trying to actually funnel more leaders in that building. They should really be trying to make every teacher in their leader in some capacity. Yep. And I say find your lane in your building, like find what the need is and and how you can lend yourself to that leadership role. Again, that goes back to what Antoine was saying, getting with the principal so they can kind of see like, okay, uh, where is the need and how can I create a leadership program for, for this specific area and then grow in your building. As you're growing in your building, once you max out to the point where you've reached the, you know, the, the pinnacle of leadership before you become a, a admin, it's like, okay, do I want to be an admin or could I move myself into another direction in education? And that's kind of sort of what I did once I reached a certain level. Once I got up to that coach level, I was like, okay, um, I don't know if I'm ready to be an admin yet or if that's, if that's even my goal anymore. Let me try another avenue. And with education, the beautiful thing about it is so big. There's so many different yeah. leadership roles. But you got to find out 
what fits you, what fits your personality, and what fits what change you're trying to bring to the educational system. But yeah. is there a program to help us? Um, they have leadership program cohorts. I took the leadership cohort, but it's more mm -hmm. tailored towards principals. But everyone don't yeah. want to be a principal. And just because you're a principal doesn't mean that that's the end all be all for leadership. There's other avenues for leadership. So yeah. that's something that should be in the works. And that's a really great yeah. question. Doug. Yeah. And I, I would also jump just to jump in there. Know what's offered in your county in reference of professional developments, in reference of classes and <laughs> courses and like um, you said, cohorts. Um, there are things out there. Um, like I said, unfortunately, they don't promote it as much as they should the resources the links it's all there but unfortunately for a lot of people you got to go digging for it um i actually just got an email not too long ago that uh clayton county public schools learning a uh, professional learning department is actually providing uh some interest meetings for some endorsements this wednesday august 17th for anybody who was uh interested um, again, that's Wednesday, August 17th from 4.30 to 5.30. They have endorsements for TSC, which is a teacher support, teacher support and coaching endorsement. They have the urban education endorsement. They got the K through 5 science endorsement and reading endorsement, man. We will have these Zoom links. Uh, for real, we're going to have these Zoom links posted on our um, social media for anybody who is interested. Because, again, the information is out there. You just got to know who to ask, who to talk to, and be persistent about it. Don't let one no deter you from going after what's yours. Don't let one no stop you from reaching what is your next level. So there's that on that. Um, anybody else want to tap in for our um, data dig before we get out of here? All right, then, fellas. Well, that was an awesome data dig indeed. Najee, I see why you like doing these. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, about numbers so, and conversations. Just oh, come on, they bring up the best conversations, man. Yo, uh, don't forget, uh, Tales of the Two Percent, ladies and gentlemen, is brought to you. No, I did that commercial. All right, make sure you follow uh, us on Mr. TOTP on Twitter. Make sure you check us out at Tales of the Two Percent on Instagram. Join the conversation in our Facebook group at Tales of the Two Percent Podcast. If you want to be a part of the conversation, make sure you leave us a teacher's honest confessions, email the show, or you just want to shout us out, man. Email us at totppodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail message at 470-765-8688, man. Now, I got a very special SEL moment for today, man, and this is something that I actually observed throughout the first couple weeks of school or being even in pre-planning, man. So the title of this SEL moment for today, man, is called They Are Watching. Plain and simple, man. They are watching. Now, whoever you define they as, I want you to think about that for a second. Who is your they? Well, whoever you just define they as, know that they are watching. And for me, I realized it was my students. It was definitely my students. And I realized a couple of other different things. We talked about the power of presence. As a black man, whether you know it or not, people are watching you. They're watching to see what you do. They're watching to see your move. They're watching to see what you do next. As an educator, they're watching you to see what you do, watching to see what you say, watching your style, what you eat. You're always under, unfortunately, constant scrutiny. But 
as my as, as a couple of people in my life always like to tell me, while people's eyes are on you, understand God's eyes are on you as well. And understand that you are under the power and the protection of something that transcends all the hate that is watching you. That supersedes all the people who are waiting for your downfall. Your students are looking for you to show up. Show up. Your students are looking for you to make learning engaging. Do your best. But if you fall short, understand that tomorrow brings a new set of 24. Try again. But keep showing up because they're looking for you to show up. Your co-workers, everybody who is brave enough to be in the education field right now, they are looking for you to do your part. Unfortunately, there are some of those that are looking to, to, to kind of dump their part on you. Be mindful of it and understand what you do. Every move that you make is important because somebody is watching. God's watching. And I, I can't help it. when I get to these moments, man, the good church boy comes out of me. But I want y'all to understand that the eyes of God see everything. So be respectful and mindful of what you're doing in the presence of his kids. And when I mean his kids, I mean those little bodies in your room. Give your all and then just let it be. Because that's the best that you can do, man. Principals are watching. Admins are watching. SROs are watching. You have all these people, all these eyes on you under constant scrutiny, under constant pressure. That's fine. You were built for situations like this. You were built for moments like this. You were made to handle this type of pressure. Let them watch. Let them stare. Let them view. It's what they're supposed to do. The question is, what are you doing while they're watching? What are you presenting while these eyes are on you? Are you crumbling under the pressure? Are you allowing the pressure to cause you to be somebody else? Or are you rising to the occasion like you are meant to be? Ladies and gents, everybody who is listening to Tales of the 2% right now, I cannot stress to you enough. Make sure that you always, 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 always get your mind right. And I Antoine always tells us, touch base with your star player before you do anything. Because the second your feet hit the floor, I mean, the second your feet hit the floor out the bed, the eyes are on you. Enemies' eyes are on you. Evil schemes' eyes are upon you. That that problem that you thought you left yesterday, it's waiting for you to try and attack and steal you and rob you of your joy. Be mindful of that, man. Stay prayed up and understand, man, that this fight, this battle that we're in, whether it be education, whether it be life, someone is always looking. But make sure that you are putting up a fight and a front that shows just how strong you are, man. That's our SEL moment for the day, man. Fellas, how y'all feeling after that? Come on, man. Pass the collection plate. Boy, you appreciate man, it. That was good. No, nah, for I real. Did. That was good, brother. Right on time for me. Thank you. Yeah. Eyes are on me. Eyes are on you. Come on, All man. I can do is nod my head. Eyes are watching, on me. They watching. They watching the 2%, man. They watching us, fellas. I'm trying. I, hey, I'm going to give them a show, bro. I'm going to give them a show. <laughs> exactly. That was good. So, hey, man. Y'all hit us with your shout outs before we get out of here, man. Hey, I just want to send a shout out to all the single mothers making it happen for their kids this school year. Keeping them yes, young sir. boys and girls fresh to death, man. I see you. Keep growing. Keep going and keep growing. Much love to all the single mothers out there. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to the students. I know we often give shout outs to the uh, school leaders and the teachers, but shout out to the students, you know. Um, just like us, they're coming back off of a summer break from, you know, relaxing and, you know, 
having maybe a slightly less structured um, daily schedule to having to be back in the building and, you know, um, you know, having to get back settled back to school routine schedules, you know, um, just uh, trusting, trusting your teachers, you know, we're there for you. Trust me, you know, we, we thrive off of you being better versions of yourself. So, you know, just sit back, you know, relax, enjoy the school year. And, you know, to the teachers out there, you know, learn to operate in grace. Give your students grace, but first and foremost, give yourself grace because you'll never have a perfect lesson. You'll never have a perfect class. You'll never have a Don't perfect school day. So, I mean, give yourself grace, give your students grace, and you sit back and relax too, you know. You know, focus on the positive from each school day and, and try to have as much fun as you can. Shout out to um, professional learning at Clay County Public Schools. Just want to shout out that whole department. Um, man, I mean, when you see the level of work that, um, that, that, that's, that happens in that building, all those worker bees just to ensure that the teachers are, have what they need and, you know, able to stretch themselves in their career. Man, you'll you know you you'll get a that's out to the professional learning center at Clayton County Public Schools. You all do amazing. Good stuff, man. And of course, of course, before I dive into my list, I gotta shout out all of our loyal listeners, guys. Thank you for rocking with us. Episode 14, man. You never would have thought we've been doing this for about 14 episodes, man. Episode 14 up and out it, man. There is no us without you guys so thank you for rocking with us man to all of our male educators who are brave enough to represent and wave that flag for the two percent keep rocking on fellas the power of your presence remember that man to all of our educators period man thank you guys for showing up showing out and trying your best to be the light that many of our students need um gotta shout out my wife and my son just want to say love you too guys um i am coming downstairs and we about to watch louie for the rest <laughs> of the day yeah, get right. them lesson plans. I'm watching Blue. You know, season three of Blue. <laughs> Just drop that. But um, other than what a sense we one man thank you guys for taking your time to be a part of this podcast shout out to crux media man just shout out to the whole world man i mean i'm in a great mood right now man tomorrow it's, it's gonna be a good rest of the day it is it is it's map testing All right, man, man. before we get to this <laughs> okay see now you just ruined it. <laughs> now, now you just ruined it now i'm ready to go to war <laughs> hey man somebody hit us with a final word before we get out of here man Hey, man, I'm going to leave y'all with this. Uh, anytime opposition comes your way, count it all as joy. Yes, sir. Here we go. Ooh, that's good. Yes, sir. That's it. Nothing else need be said. As a matter of fact, that is our ticket out the door right there, man. Count it all joy. So uh, on behalf of my boy, Mr. Two Cool School, Antoine Lewis, on behalf of Donnie Williams, on behalf of that man, Nazi El Tayeb, I am Jeff Wilson, man. We are Tales of the 2%, and we are out of here. Lay it on. One time. Awesome! I love it! You guys are so great!